Hello and welcome to our special focus 100 pounder meeting. Today is Wednesday, the 20th of September, and I'm delighted to introduce our speaker, Laurie H. Laurie is from and lives in Florida and has been in OA for 13 to 14 years. And Laurie, we'd love to hear your story. Thank you so much for your love and service and for that beautiful welcome. Hi, family. I'm Lori H. And um, very blessed to be sitting here, trying not to be emotional about the fact that just two days ago, I celebrated a year of abstinence again, and I am recovered, um, even though some days I don't feel like it. <laughs> um, I have been given freedom from the obsession to hurt myself with food. And um, I've had a spiritual experience that I am no longer self-destructive um, to my awareness. Um, and now I, I honor this body, this beautiful vessel that I have here and do my best to make it as healthy as possible by cooperating with the guidance that comes through from my higher power, whatever that is, he, she, it, whatever. I don't know, but I some things that I do know that I could surrender myself to were unconditional love, life, light, and so many beautiful um, definitions. Um, the... Uh, Good orderly direction definitely was one of my beginning ones, but then it became uh, like the global positioning system. I was driving in my car one day and uh, I'm using, uh, I have something called Google Maps to get to some location and it takes me down some road that's not a road anymore. And then it takes me on a detour and then I have to pay some money I didn't expect to pay. And, um, and I'm, you know, lost at one point while I find a diversion or at least it feels that way but in the eventually it gets me where I'm going and it gets me there safe and I may not have liked the journey getting there and I may it might have been uncomfortable and had a lot of fear to walk through I'm not going to get there on time I'm not going to you know and this is kind of like um my journey to get to this higher power that I have today that that is effectively working in my life in so many ways um when I came in uh I was in a mid range in my in my weight, and that's somewhere between the anorexia, which um, as an adult, full full on five 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 six height, I was at one fifteen and thought I looked fantastic when I was able to restrict that time, all the way down to that weight, and then uh, all the way up over three hundred. I stopped weighing myself at two eighty nine. And um, and then went up a, a good two more sizes from there. So I really don't know how much over 300, but I can tell you that I couldn't walk. Um, I couldn't even get out of bed to uh, go to the bathroom. I would have to pull myself up with my hands and go across the furniture, supporting my weight on my arms, grabbing onto the wall through the threshold and across the counters and hand walking myself uh, because of the amount of pain was so terrible for my knees and my plantar fasciitis. And I had a, a heel spur 
uh, cause my body was like, I don't know how to support this weight. And it grew this big old bone that the doctors brought in all the medical students. Wow. Look at that thing. Um, just another way to feel embarrassed for me. I was a, a chair breaker and, um, and if you were unlucky enough to have me in your home, I might've broken your toilet seat. That happens too. Um, and it was very hard for me to find clothing. And I was lucky if I could find anything that fit me that I could afford. Um, and it didn't matter what it looked like. It just had to fit at that weight. I just had to find something that I could put on my body that wasn't so tight you know, or didn't tuck up underneath my folds and create a rash. And then when I would go to the, um, if I had to use a bathroom in public, I had another problem with that and beyond not fitting in stalls and airline seats and all these other things. I, I would, my thighs were so close together that I would, I would urinate all over myself and it would spray everywhere. And, you know, hopefully not on the feet of the people in the stall next to me. Um, and of course, nobody wanted to sit next to me on an airline. And why would they? I was taking up half their seats. Um, so it was a, it was a very painful experience. Um, and I couldn't look anybody in the eye and I didn't want to be outside living in Miami. It's very hot down here, too. So going outside was avoided as much as possible. Um, obviously, I couldn't work. And I was a I was, you know, page 52 in the big book, prey to misery and depression and couldn't have reasonable relationships. And um, it was it was truly terrible. At my uh, highest weight. Um, and I tried various. I tried everything except for the surgical solution, because my aunt did the surgical solution and, and she has passed, by the way. Um, in no small part to the complications that uh, that bypass and ending up with the colostomy bag and the unable to then heal because she was one of us. And without recovery, she kept eating food that did not feed what her body needed to survive. So she eventually died from this disease, as did um, my husband, who was my partner in crime. And I thought I could never get... Um, abstinent because you know he would always bring food in the house or my son would always have food in the house and I couldn't be around it but that's not true because as the book book tells us you know they're referring to booze but you could go to a polar ice cap and an Eskimo could come by with a bottle of something you know and the same thing happens food is always going to be there uh, especially on my favorite pastime watching the tv which was you know like a full-time job for me and um there was always food on there that were constantly triggering me. So I had to work these steps. I had to suspend judgment of any sponsor. I know now that um, my higher power, which I choose to call God, um, will use the goofiest sponsor if I am willing to do the work. Nothing they can say or do is going to get me abstinent. I must have to take responsibility. I had to take responsibility for my own recovery and be willing to feel these feelings, be willing to detox. Detox was really uncomfortable for me because I was so much, so toxic. Um, and the thing is, you know, that was amazing to me is that the people tolerated me because it was an in-person meeting and, um, and I smelled, 
you know, uh, it was very hard for me to clean certain areas of my body. And there was, you know, in the folds, there was um, like a fungal thing happening. You know, if I separated them, the ones I could reach, I, I could see in between, there was a redness there and like a white pasty um, cheese. I don't know what, what you'd call it. It was, it was not happiness. And then, and I, I would spray a lot of perfume and everything, and that would choke people too and make them run in the opposite direction, especially in elevators. They were like really uncomfortable. And today I, I, I smell reasonably good. I'm, I'm happy for that. It's on my, gosh, I should add that to my gratitude list, you know? Um, and, um, I've got a body that can do amazing, amazing things. And I don't thank God enough. And I don't thank this body enough. I'm very hard on myself. I pull out a bat every now and then. And I'm like, you know, uh, I feel like a deflated balloon, but I've always had body dysmorphia. Some days I look at myself and and I, I look like so fat to me. And some days still, um, <laughs> I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I'm like a bag of bones with hanging skin. You know, like never happy with what I look like. So, you know, if I if I didn't know how to love myself, how could I truly love another? And I'm now learning to have beautiful relationships. And anytime I have those unkind thoughts, you know, I can go to the mirror and I'm like, thank you. You know, Th thank you legs for carrying me this far. Thank you stomach that you're still willing to digest I'm still healing in that way, by the way, you know, my, there complications, you know, it takes time and uh, digestion is not perfect yet. And I still, I'll just put it out there. I still walk around passing wind quite frequently, which is still embarrassing to me. Um, but, you know, I, I apologize. I'm like, well, sorry, digestive issues, you know, um, and uh, do my best to, uh, you know, watch some of the foods I'm eating, depending on what I'm doing. Uh, if I'm going to work, you know, maybe it'd be a little more careful, a little less garlic and Brussels sprouts and beans or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, or a live meeting or whatever. You know, I, I, these are mindful choices. I have a, I have a nutritionist and I have uh, surrendered my weight to the doctor, the nutritionist, and to my sponsor. I weigh and measure my food. And um, and I was, uh, I, since I have surrendered my weight, um, I do listen and I pray before when I'm weighing my foods out, when I'm choosing, when I go shopping, um, I no longer have to run down certain aisles. The smells don't smack me in the face and, and I don't have to suffer through that experience anymore calling somebody before I go shopping, either having somebody on the phone with me. And then after it was either a bookend deal or someone on the phone with me, I used to fill up my cart with all kinds of stuff and then cry and put it all back. I did that multiple times. Sometimes I spent hours in torture and in, in grocery stores while I was trying to recover. Um, and, um, and I, and I did a lot of dishonesty and, and what I would consider stealing would be to, you know, if somebody messed with my food or didn't get my order right when I ordered it, I would say something wasn't even there in the order because I can't eat it without the sauce you didn't put in there. And, um, you know, that's stealing. And I still have amends to make at certain, you know, drive through places with that. Um, so today I'm living these programs 
I have recovery. I've got physical, physical recovery to the best of my uh, body's ability to heal now. I have emotional recovery where I'm able to look people in the eye. Most of the time, I got to admit, I, I have trouble with the opposite sex. I get very nervous, especially if there's attraction involved on either their part or mine. Not to be self-deprecating, but I can uh, I can get a case of of you know flaky and or dishonest in the present moment where I don't recognize I'm uncomfortable in some way and express a boundary. Um, so there's that. Um, still working on that with my higher power, willing to let go of my agenda. Um, with the opposite sex and with women too, you know, I, I don't have a lot of money and there are times when I want to depend on people for things like, I don't want to pay $50 for my haircut, but you know what? I've got a friend in the program that doesn't mind cutting it for me for, for $10, you know? <laughs> so that's a beautiful thing. Um, a lot of times I can't afford to travel. I've got people in the fellowship that love having me there. I just stayed last month, um, in Northern Florida with my very first OA sponsor, which was when I was 37 years old. I'm turning uh, 52 in November. So yeah, 13, 14, 15, yeah, it's going into my 15th year now. Um, although I wasn't in the program the whole time. I came to my first meeting uh, at 37. There were three people there. I didn't come back for years. When I came back, I was a tourist and um, and then when I finally did commit, it was because of the cancer and, um, my doctor telling me, well, go get this biopsy. Let's figure out which treatment I took it to my God that I had at the time. And, and I was like, all right, I don't want to go through chemo and radiation. I don't want to die. Um, I've already seen my aunt do that and family members and friends, and I don't want to be there. And, and what I heard very loud well, not heard. It was a thought that came through rather loud and clear, though. And the thought was clean up your diet. Do it now. Go back to OA. Stop being a tourist. And I was like, ooh, OK, that definitely didn't come from me. So it wasn't what I wanted to hear. And I, there's a lot of thoughts that come in today. What I don't want to hear um, when I want to check out and I'm not feeling good and I'm tired and I just want to turn on that TV actually to the, to, to get recovered, uh, this time, this, you know, when I, after my relapse, at the beginning of last year, I had to, um, I chose to listen to my higher power. When I asked for the truth, what is blocking me from the power to stay abstinent? It was the TV. And I got the movie reel in my mind of all the times I rushed through my day to get to that TV and how I'm so dependent on it. Um, and then it was, the relationships and putting down the, the self-seeking of trying to date. And uh, so I put down dating. I unplugged my TV. I canceled my cable, at least through my hospitalization period, which is in my lineage, a period of time where um, some religions have uh, uh, fasting and um, you deny yourself certain things as a discipline and it's a cleansing um, and I allowed myself that hospitalization period where I did not go out to eat at restaurants. I did not socialize over food. Um, uh, took on no new projects. I called three recovered people every single day. I had to get at least three on the phone. And I didn't just call them and shoot the breeze. I was like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on with me. Let's talk steps. I hope somebody's timing this or can give me a five minute if that's possible. 
Um, I don't know how long I'm supposed to go here, but um, so what else was on the hospitalization period? Uh, it was go to recovered meetings, like healthy meetings. I didn't get to keep going to my home group and my other ones where I got to do service and feel good about me because, you know, I'm doing service and I got an effect from that. I will admit it, it was where I was basing all my self-esteem. Um, and service is an amazing thing. And I'm still a service junkie. Can't lie about that. I love being of service. I love carrying the message. It feels so fantastic. Um, but I can overdo that one too, because I have the disease of more. And I will get myself so overwhelmed with a tight schedule um, that I can't do it joyfully. So there's I'm finding balance there too. In any case, uh, I had to go to these healthy meetings and, and my sponsor had me go to meetings like this, had me go to a, a vision for you, had me go to recovery jam, had me go to, you know, the 10 o'clock Cornwall, the 10 o'clock Cherry Hill had, you know, good recovery meetings with lots of people and um, a good variety. And that was six days a week minimum, including one camera on or live, which was very uncomfortable in the beginning because I thought people were judging me and looking at me and self and pitying me and all kinds of other BS that was in my head. Um, and uh, today I know that's not the fact. The recovered people want the recovery. They wanted it for me. I want it for you. Um, and uh, it's become just an amazing journey of, of being able to walk through life and really uncomfortable situations, um, losing loved ones, learning how to grieve, learning how to be really sick and in a lot of pain. Um, I had COVID when I got back from my last trip. Oh yeah, learning how to travel and not going to the food for comfort, especially in those airports when things and long, coming back from California, they, they TSA took my weighed meal. I missed my flight because of it. And, you know, I was up for 23 hours and four flights home and it was painful and it, but my higher power, I prayed, he had me make an outreach call. He, she, it, I don't know, outreach calls, um, at the airports and had me, um, had like, we went on a journey through all those, you know, different food places to find something I could eat. And, and I had to pay a lot more than I wanted to again, back to that you know, gets me there safely, but not, not how I want. That's okay. But I was willing, you know, paid $23 for just like some iceberg lettuce with some, you know, raw veggies thrown on and, and a little thing of oil and some salt and pepper packets. But then my higher power even came through and was like, that's enough salt, Lori. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. <laughs> no more salt. <laughs> um, so I, I, the thoughts come through pretty loud. Like when I make a mistake with measurements, it's it's called to my attention because sometimes I prepare my food when I'm tired, it happens. Or I forget that I've added my oil to my frozen dinner so I didn't have to travel with the bottle, you know? And I'm, I I added my, you know, two tablespoons of oil to a dinner while I was in the Keys. And I was like, wow, this is greasy. And I'm like, did I add it before? And I went I'm rummaging through all my stuff, looking for the bottle. I'm like, I must've added it before because I was so tired packing that night. Um, so, you know, and last night there was a, there was an oil mistake just last night. And I was like, oh, this is greasy. And I'm like, you know, God, what do you want me to do about it? Go in there, get another bowl, pour a bunch of water on top of it, you know, 
All right, so it's going to be cold. Okay, so it's going to be more like soup. Okay, you know, uh, let me do it. Let me stay abstinent. Yeah, let, let me, you know, weigh the stuff I didn't think I need to weigh if there's a fluctuation in my weight. I can make an adjustment. I, I can't do this perfectly. This is a learning experience. And sometimes the foods that are abstinent, turns out they start triggering me after a while. So I'm real careful with that orthoexia which I learned is eating the same thing over and over because anything in excess can actually cause the imbalance, which creates a physical allergy, which creates the phenomenon of craving is what I've learned, at least for this compulsive overeater. Um, I, I found myself eating a lot of like one particular vegetable and then my throat was acting weird. And I was like, oh, there's an allergy here. And I, and I am preferring, I, there's a preference too. That's the other thing. So, you know, tasty not so good for me. It tastes okay. And it's neutral. Well, if my food tastes neutral, then my thoughts are pretty much neutral with the food and I don't crave them. I don't crave items anymore that aren't, that, uh, are neutral. So I have to constantly maintain awareness of, you know, when I start eating, I can't just check out in front of the computer or the phone and do multiple things at the same time. Cause Hey, I'm going to feel hungry after. And like, I didn't eat. And B, I might not be paying attention to something that needs an adjustment. So follow my food plan. I keep surrendering. The next thing that comes up that might be blocking me from my higher power, if the food thoughts get loud and sometimes they, you know, I'm feeling hungry and whatnot. And I discover, oh, I'm still losing weight. Where am I going wrong here with, you know, even using a bunch of frozen stuff. Turns out they, they coat that stuff with a lot of water so they can sell it by weight. And I was losing weight because of all the frozen stuff I was using at one point. So that's another thing to keep uh, an awareness of. But um, I get to travel today. I am going to uh, Thailand the beginning of next year. Um, and that's going to be a, a minimum of like 30 hours. And I don't sleep on airplanes. So I will be awake the whole time. Minimum of 30 hours travel with what food I can bring with me and what my higher power will show me just like last time that I can find on the way. And I will trust my higher power to feel as uncomfortable and painful of an experience it will be because I feel guided to go there. And um, when I feel guided to sponsor people, uh, I will say this now, I am no longer there throwing the cape on or trying to figure out how to help them. It's not my job. It's my job to carry the message and my experience. And it's God's job. God does the changing. I don't. I'm just the next vessel that wants to be used as often as possible. And I want to, here's what I got in two-way prayer this morning. Something I was resistant to doing. Putting pen to paper in the morning now too. Are you kidding me? Like I don't do that all night with my evening review. But here it is. I am seeking the divinity in me that's hidden by all I have collected. And as a seeker today, more and more will be revealed to me of what God is now chipping away like that statue of David that the artist said he was already there when somebody asked him how he made something so beautiful. All I did was chip away at the marble to reveal what was already there. And that's what my God is doing with me. And I'm so grateful for this journey because it may not look like David, you know, but I know I feel like David and I'm useful today and I'm 
happy and I no longer have to take 13 medications. I take one for my thyroid, the one medication I wouldn't take back then because it made me sweat and smell more. <laughs> I don't suffer from depression. And this body moves fantastic. I am now a kayak tour guide. I lift kayaks. Can you imagine that? From someone who couldn't walk. Those things are heavy. I mountain bike. I hiked the Misty Trail in Yosemite Park, up the mountain, through the falls. I mean, and over the rainbow. And God will continue to bring me over the rainbow if I keep coming back, admitting what I am in my heart knowing what I am and keep taking next right action. And I wish this journey for you. It's a fantastic journey. Thank you all for being on it with me. And I love you. Thank you for listening. You want to show the pictures real quick, the before and after you're welcome to. There we go. And that or that the orange shirt picture, by the way, is because of my last relapse, which was the beginning of last year. I wanted to capture how miserable and how much pain I was in. Yeah, that's obviously not at my highest weight there, because I, I that was when I was already in OA, relapsing for years. <laughs> I could walk at that point painfully, but I could walk. Um, and there's that, uh, the miserable. And then there's the after pictures. There's one more collection if you got them. Um, if they came through, I don't know. But if not, no worries. In which case, if not, I pass. And thank you for listening. Do I have a whole lot of time left? Um, you have seven minutes left if you want to use it. I I, I don't think I um I don't think I, let me see if God's got anything. Hold on, let me check. Mm. Just that recovery is an amazing gift and possible for each and every one of us. Yeah, look at the difference. Before and after, scuba diving, hiking the uh, Misty Falls, all my relationships with my family, cleaned up, amends made. There's me and my cousin with his new puppy. And there's me in Key West staying, uh, waving high from, from across, being able to eat in a restaurant and find food because I'm willing to order and overpay from the side dish menu so I can keep my abstinence and send food back when it comes and it's not right. That's another new, new, beautiful experience when I'm the server, you know, doesn't make it real clear and it comes to me and, oh yeah, I see the sauce in there. I can see the oil and the grease and whatnot. And it looks tasty and it smells amazing. And I'm starving because I'm three hours past dinner time, but you know what? I send it back anyways. And I say, yeah, I can only do steamed. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and they, they fix it for me and I have no problem calling in advance to a restaurant saying I have severe food allergies. What can we do before getting there? If that's a possibility. So where there's a will, a will that doesn't work for this recovery, a will to align it with God's will and do this, uh, do these 12 steps to the best of my ability from my heart and my soul. I got the recovery and, um, yeah, 
<laughs> Those are just the facts and, and the gratitudes. And I'd love to hear what you all have to say about this. Thank you. <laughs>